0: Welcome back. It's Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your brother co-host, Thomas Dempsey.
1: I'm your sister co-host, Elizabeth Connor.
0: And we're back at our regularly scheduled time slot of uh, Sunday evenings. Uh, Hadn't been as long as it normally is, but I'm sure we've still been getting up to some stuff. Mm -hmm. How's uh, life treating you, Elizabeth?
1: Good. Still busy. Let's see here. So, I guess since the last episode, we've had an e-learning day because of a hurricane. Everything was fine here, by the way. Yeah. We also had a long weekend because we had Labor Day. Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot about that.
1: And then just... So, then pretty much the rest of it has just been, like, work, and I think I've only had one meeting that, like, kept me late after school. Oh, Brian and I are going to be Sunday school teachers at church.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So yesterday we went to and had like the curriculum meeting. Um, yeah, because like Sunday school is gonna start next week. We had our big fall kickoff today. and okay, our Sunday school at our church works a little differently than the one that you and I grew up with. right. So it's not like so like we're Sunday school teachers, but we're not gonna be Sunday school teachers every single week. okay. It's done on a rotating schedule. Sure. Brian and I will be Sunday school teachers like once every three to four weeks.
0: Okay. That's cool. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, storms we've been having. Nothing too bad. Uh, I don't know what else would account for some weird happenings we've got with our well water. Mm -hmm. We had a rain shower come through just last night, so that's usually a great time for it to get topped off and I don't know if maybe like something was left running or whatnot but today our the well went dry huh and then uh we shut the water off and checked everything and then it seemed to come back up but now it's coming out all brown yeah I mean I went out to Publix and picked us up like several jugs of water and whatnot so we're all we're good for like whatever we need yeah but yeah I don't know if it's just uh something wrong with the pipes or just thing that sort of happens sometimes where you just got to wait for it to fill back up yeah that was the other main thing we had going on today apart from uh, the green bay game yeah football season's officially back in swing and we've had a couple of good wins from our home teams or not i say home teams usc won their game the other night
1: yeah
0: uh, pretty uh decidedly in fact it was kind of weird yeah and then today green bay beat the Bears, with their new quarterback, Jordan Love, Mm -hmm. or I guess semi-new. He's played one, he's led one game previously. Yeah. This is like, I guess, being treated as the official start of his time as Green Bay's quarterback.
1: Also, just because Brian's a Miami fan, the Miami Dolphins also won.
0: Fantastic. So. Yeah. Happy to hear it. Yeah. I can't make any announcements at the moment, but I can say that I had a job interview this past week that I'm looking forward to hearing back about.
1: Exciting!
0: Yeah, it's different from the job I was interviewing for over the summer, Uh and I guess ideally I'll be hearing back from them much sooner than I could expect to from that other one. Okay. Yeah, it's more in line with the work I was doing at Jimmy John's, so I feel like, if anything, it's a pretty clear qualification thing where that's concerned yeah 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 I think I'm ready to get back into the rat race yeah can't think of anything else I've been doing at least nothing we couldn't just as reasonably talk about next week
1: so I've been on this like self-improvement journey I, I haven't I don't think I've really talked about it here on the podcast it's just it's kind of been like a private thing um okay but I have found... So- anyway, I've been practicing something for the last, like, week that has worked really, really well for me. And I wanted to share it because I think so. if it works for me, it would work for other people.
0: All oh, right. Yeah, let's have at it.
1: So something that I struggle with is just, like, like at home getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good about getting stuff for work done, like, in a timely manner. But when it comes right. to, like, doing stuff at home and staying on top of things at home... I tend to procrastinate or just don't do it or wait until it's an emergency. Right. So, and basically, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I saw this thing on TikTok and it was like, I don't know if she's a current teacher or she's a former teacher, but she said, look, this is for teachers. She goes, this is what you need your, like, after-school schedule to be or your after-school routine to be. And basically, it's like four hours... Each hour has a designated task.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, okay, well that's a good idea. So anyway, I tried it for a couple of days, and while I'm still working out the kinks for like the other three hours of the after yeah. of the after work routine, the one thing I've been sticking to, I will set a timer for an hour, and I will yeah. just clean, okay, for the whole hour. And I mean, like that includes like dishes, laundry, um, like stuff that really like you have to do every day. Yeah, it includes all of that stuff but the more you do it the less time of the less amount of that hour that it takes up so then you've got more time to like tackle like little projects around your house okay you know like cleaning a cluttered area of your house and so anyway I've been doing that. I took today off like today was just like a very basic tasks only Mm -hmm. but I've been doing that every day and I've noticed a big difference in how my house feels. Yeah. So I wanted to share that because it's been really helpful.
0: Well, I'm happy to hear
1: it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sounds sounds like something I might want to take up. I've got plenty of stuff around here I could get a jump on. Yeah, you want to talk about books?
1: Sure. Let's talk about books.
0: Okay. We've been sort of playing it fast and loose uh, okay. with this whole setup. So
1: let me. Okay. So the only book that I completed was the book for the challenge. Okay. But I've got a book that I've got that I'm currently reading. I'm probably gonna finish it tonight. And I I I don't know that I can recommend. I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to be a recommendation or like a like stay away. I don't know. Um, okay. And you might have. So I found, okay, so the book is called Stuffed.
0: Stuffed. Okay.
1: And... Is that,
0: uh... Go ahead.
1: And the book is about a woman and her sentient pillow.
0: Oh. And... Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh my gosh!
1: So I was not going to read this, okay? Because it came. Elizabeth, apart-
0: let's be real. You were never not gonna read this.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, really wasn't. Like, look, okay. If if I didn't read those romance novels about the coronavirus, about the 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 sentient coronaviruses, like reverse harem. Yeah. If, right. I, if I didn't read those I wasn't going to read this and I wasn't going to read this because I was like that sounds too stupid even for me to read right well by the like third or fourth TikTok that had come across my For You page about this specific book I was like I feel like I'm being given a message
0: yeah and so. it's that <laughs> it's like this is how China's trying to bring down America with TikTok is recommending friggin stuffed <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, it was so hard to find on Amazon. Yeah. Like, I went into Amazon. I had to do, like... I had to come up with, I don't know, probably five different wordings until I could actually find the book.
0: And you didn't take that as a hint from the <laughs> universe? <laughs>
1: Apparently not. So, the the main character's name is, like... I don't know. It's kind of interchangeable. It's Ann or Annie. It's interchangeable. And yeah. so, I annie i guess
0: one of the five names that the heroines of these books have
1: yeah basically so and yeah. and i'm just gonna call her annie so annie is a big time introvert like she it's it, it i think she works in like video game design and basically like she does not like people okay like she thinks people she like she thinks people are disgusting she does not like to be touched Whenever she is in a situation where someone does touch her, whether it is accidental or on purpose, she comes home and, like, has to wash, like, quite vigorously with, like, antibacterial soap. And, like, she's so introverted. She doesn't have any friends. She's not... She so far has not been, like, interested in pursuing relationships with really anybody. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't have needs. Yeah. (laughs) She also really likes anime. Okay. And uh, oh my
0: gosh, I just put it together. What kind of pillow this is?
1: <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> In the book, I don't think it's supposed to be that kind of pillow. Oh. Because, like, the the description is just like it's a regular pillow that like you sleep uh, on. Yeah. But like for no, the but, uh, but I, I got for, those kind of vibes too.
0: Yeah, for p- listeners who don't know, there's a uh, there's a kind of pillow that's popular in japan and i guess elsewhere that's like body sized and it's sort of like a like a holding pillow that you can just sort of like put your arms and legs around if you're the kind of person who needs that kind of support to sleep and a uh market for these pillows is pillow cases that have people or as the case may be cartoon characters like full (laughs) bodies painted on them yeah when you mentioned the anime angle that was where my head went to as well
1: yeah so and like when, when I saw the descriptions on TikTok that's also where my brain went but apparently that's not the case in the book um, okay
0: well I, I can actually kind of respect that <laughs> yeah they didn't go with the obvious <laughs> Yeah. the easy the cash in
1: but yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to say that like one of her favorite anime is black butler
0: okay yeah I make. I mean I've, I've heard of that
1: and so potential spoiler alert cause I did get this far in the book when the sentient pillow finally takes form oh no <laughs> the sentient pillow is like make me in whatever image you want me so she makes it look like the butler from, from black butler
0: oh low.
1: And there's a conversation after she's made the pillow in the likeness to which she prefers where she's like, do you have a name? I can't just keep calling you pillow.
0: Oh, dear.
1: It's so ridiculous. And then the whole reason for why the pillow is sentient is actually like probably one of the most not ridiculous reasons I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> So the pillow is sentient because a phoenix, like, you know, order of the phoenix type of phoenix.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I was just, I was just thinking, okay, I'm already on board, not ridiculous at all.
1: Okay, so, so a phoenix fell in love with a goose. Oh, okay. And then the goose was killed and the phoenix got so depressed that it was not able to regenerate itself, so it died. Okay. But one of the phoenix's feathers got mixed in with the goose feathers, which then became the stuffing for the pillow.
0: I think you need to heighten your standards for what ridiculous is. (laughs) Or loosen it. I forget which, but yeah. That, uh, I mean, okay. In a heightened premise wherein somebody falls in love with a pillow i guess it makes some sense (laughs) that feels like the kind of world building detail that a much broader like fantasy setting would involve with but to have that be like the only fantastical element of a story
1: well i mean that's not the only fantastical element because basically the pillow gains sentience by sucking the life force out of different things so like, he choos- so, like, the pillow chooses not to suck the life force out of Annie because, you know, it's in love with Annie.
0: <coughs> okay.
1: But, like, there's a scene in the first chapter where, like, a fly lands on the pillow and so it sucks the life force out of the fly. Uh-huh. And I'm not even done with it.
0: Yeah, wow. Well.
1: I feel like, it- what was that book that involved, the gay romance novel that involved the helicopter shifter and the dinosaur billionaire who you said yeah. was written by who again?
0: uh chuck tingle
1: yeah i feel like this book stuffed is very much along the same lines as that book in terms of the ridiculous factor
0: sure yeah that's definitely gonna be the hook
1: i don't know that this book would have ever come across like a facebook advertisement or anything like that i don't know that i ever would have read this book had it not been for tiktok
0: oh uh, well that's uh, the beauty of technology
1: I don't know whether to be thankful or not.
0: (laughs) I guess if there's any, like, exciting developments by the end of the story, you can just drop those on us next time.
1: Yep, I will.
0: Yep. For now, I have a couple books I can talk about. Actually, I have three, and none of them are the book that we are assigned to talk about today because they're... I read that one last time. Yeah. This time, I finished one book that I've been reading much of the summer... And then two very short ones. The two short ones, one of which I started just yesterday and finished this morning, is a collection of essays by the late Kurt Vonnegut. It's called A Man Without a Country. I believe it was his last published book before his death. And it is basically a collection of essays he wrote for an independent newspaper Uh back in the mid-2000s. And it's as close as anything he's written to being, like, overtly autobiographical. But it's also, like, political editorials and writing about the state of the world and his perspective on life. Vonnegut has a very distinct, like, voice Mm -hmm. that I think is very appealing. So if you're just a fan of his writing, then you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of that. But also, I think, just the perspective he brought brings to a lot of what was happening at the time i think is very valuable especially in light of like more recent developments in uh socio-political state of america okay so uh very happy to read that then the other book that i read which was about the same length but uh, likewise very short is called uh, three streets by yoko Tawada. mm-hmm And it is uh, one of those New Direction storybook editions, so it's only about 80 pages long. And it's a short story collection set in Germany. And each of the stories presumably follows a different person as they go about various surreal goings-on on on various German streets, Mm -hmm. as the name implies. So each one is set on a different street. And the first one, like somebody is walking along, going to visit... Their girlfriend for dinner and happens upon a child ghost who, like, drags them into a grocery store and starts having them buy food. Then the second one is about somebody, like, meeting up with a deceased poet in a closed down cafe and then seemingly assuming the identity of that poet. Mm-hmm. The final one is uh, about somebody visiting a war memorial and then just sort of ruminating on it it's actually probably the most grounded although all the stories sort of imply a kind of dream logic where people and perspectives shift at random uh-huh it's very much one of those things where you're in for it for the quality of the writing and the language there's not really any distinct characters or plots to speak of it's more just like a like a tone piece okay but I quite enjoyed that and the third book that I have to talk about is the longest one I read. It is uh, Masters of Doom by David Kushner and it is a biographical account of the development of the video game Doom focusing on its two lead designers John Romero and John Carmack. So it follows them from childhood up to their career programming computer games in the 1980s then starting their company id Software in the early 90s and making the video games Doom and Quake and sort of really defining like the birth of the first person shooter video game, uh-huh. and then, of course, and then kind of the professional uh, falling out that they experienced at the turn of the century, leading up to I guess more or less where they are now in a state of kind of semi retirement. I believe John Romero. Had started his own small indie game company and then John Carmack had pursued a career in commercial rocketry
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it was as somebody who's interested in video games and their history in particular this was a book I'd heard talk about for a while as being sort of like a formative text on 90s game history in particular And so I was interested to check it out. It's sort of a nostalgia trip for somebody who was alive for the 90s. I remember playing, like, Wolfenstein on a friend's computer at a birthday party Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. But obviously I was never, like, of the generation that played Doom or Quake. Both because of, like, not having a PC that was really capable of running it. And also those not really probably being games that we would have gotten past a play at the time Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's a pretty informative and readable text that uh if that's a subject you're interested in is worth checking out but uh that uh covers all my reading for this week now i guess we can take a quick break and when we come back we'll jump into your reading assignment
1: all right sounds good Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. Prior to the break, we were discussing some of the non-challenge books that we've read and now we're going to get into the challenge that I issued about a month ago. So Thomas, take it away.
0: Yeah. All right. So today we are discussing the short story collection, A House is a Body by Shruti Swami. It is a uh, collection of stories based in the uh, Is Swami uh, an expatriate? Like someone who was born in India or grew up in India but moved away?
1: That is an excellent question that I will look up while you are still talking.
0: Because right, um, yeah, The book that this most reminded me of was a novel called Americana which is about a Nigerian woman who uh, comes to America and Uh, Sort of comes into her own as a journalist, then moves back to Nigeria and reconnects with like her family and her home. So I felt like there were elements of that here, even though I think maybe only a handful of the stories in the collection dealt with people like coming back to India and experiencing the culture and their family dynamics there. Yeah. Specifically, there's like one story about a uh, lesbian couple coming back to india for a wedding and the tension of whether or not they'll like come out to one of the girls families yeah i don't have the book with me presently i checked it out from the library and then returned it the other day so i'm just having to go off the best of my recollection for a lot of these so Um, i couldn't tell you like what various stories were called excepting of course the title story which i think is maybe the last one
1: On her website, all it says is that she currently lives in San Francisco.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I um, really liked it. I feel like I've really been on a roll with short story collections this year. Mm -hmm. I hadn't counted them up, but I think I've easily read at least half a dozen (laughs) so far, if not more. It's always been a genre I've been meaning to get into, and now that I have, it feels like it's sort of revealed itself as being a lot more expansive than uh, I was... Uh, necessarily aware of Mm -hmm. this was I believe this was your pick for um, Asian translation yes yes which Um, uh, actually does the book have a translator because you mentioned she lives in America so I didn't know if she would
1: and I'm looking at my let's see here go to the title page it actually doesn't say that it's been translated so I don't think it has been
0: yeah, okay. So it I guess it's uh yeah, I guess it's not. Which <laughs> it, which is fine. I mean, I I still thought it was a good book and I'm happy to have read it.
1: Yeah, I do I have anything for short story collection on my bingo card?
0: You put down how long till Black Future month.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I get cuz it yeah, so I guess it was just a good book that we read.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: <laughs> um, which is fine. So
0: Oh I just remembered one that uh another one rather was uh that one about the um the queen who like the princess or the queen of the one kingdom has been taken capture
1: oh yeah, 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 that one
0: yeah, that was a really good one,
1: yeah, that one was a good one um okay, I will say this all I feel like all of the stories are pretty easily consumable, yeah. And I mean, just in terms of that. And when I say that, I just mean in terms of like they don't take a long time to read.
0: Sure, I mean there's some content that might be a little challenging. Uh, yeah. Certainly, there's like some like some sexually explicit content in a lot of them.
1: Yeah. And I will say, but I th- I think the thing that like I had the hardest time grasping with these with these particular stories is. They didn't have the conventional structure of a story that I'm to which I am familiar with. Okay. Like to me when I was reading these, I just kind of felt like thing like stuff was happening. Oh, sure. I didn't feel like there was like a definitive beginning, middle and end or like beginning, I get you. build up, climax, conclusion. Like I didn't feel like there was that it was like yeah, there might be a definitive beginning. But then, like yeah. I just kind of felt like she was like describing what was going on, and then next thing, and then like the, and then boom, the story's done.
0: Yeah, one um thing that put me in mind of it was uh, you read George Saunders' book on the Russian short story. There were certain stories that he brought up that uh, very much engaged in that kind of style, where it's not so much about the arc of someone pursuing a goal or experiencing something, and more just like. Like more kind of quiet observational narrative.
1: But I, I but see the thing that I felt with a lot of her stories or with or not maybe a lot, but like with some of these stories is like I would read it and like I would start to get invested. And the next thing you know, like it's just done. Oh yeah. Or I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm like, Wait, how did this happen? And then it the the story's just done. Sure. Like um yeah, like I the get one ya. about the like the one about the, the mom with like the The little, You know, with the new neighbors and, like, the little girl and the baby and...
0: That, uh... That's not the title story, is it?
1: That's not the title story.
0: Oh, wait. Yeah, now I remember. The one where, like... Yeah, I guess it sort of spools out the nature of, like, the marriages of these women and how each of them are sort of dealing with uh, abusive households. Yeah. Yeah, so that... I, I remember that one. And it does... It does end on a, uh yeah a very j- sudden note like, yeah i feel like those stories are more just in the vein of exploring like emotional states rather yeah. than tangible uh, narratives
1: or like the um the one with the couple where they moved to germany and oh husband... right yeah
0: the and her husband's the professor who starts having kind of like a nervous breakdown
1: yeah well you think he, he you think he might be but he might not be
0: yeah, there that there's an ambiguity there that's kind of compelling,
1: and like I mean, I was invested. I was like, I was like, man, I can't wait to see like how this plays out, and then it just ends.
0: And I guess with those kinds of stories, once you get to that ending, you are kind of confronted with the question of what the story was attempting to convey. Yeah, well, I, I especially like having you bring them back up for me now. I I find that a lot of these are really Sort of jumping back into my mind, so I think they're all very well, like written and uh, con- considered. Yeah, like they're very like they're memorable. Yeah, yeah. Even if I don't have like a clear recollection of like characters and whatnot, I feel like they leave it. They leave a strong impression, which is a big thing for me because a lot of my reading, I'm not always the best at recall, so the mood that a book leaves you with is often going to be a big draw for me.
1: Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's kind of what I struggled with in this book is like, as our listeners can probably tell, like I, with the exception of maybe names, I am like, I am good at recall, like in terms of like details and how X, y, how X and Y led to Z and stuff like that. But yeah, with these stories, like it, it, like you said, it, it is more about the, I guess, the emotional impact right. that they leave upon the reader. And that's not really something that I purposefully look for when I am reading. Okay. So, when yep. I did not receive the the gratification or, like, you know, the immediate satisfaction that I am accustomed to receiving when I read a story... Like it, yeah. it took me a minute to like come to terms with that.
0: Okay. And then once well, I, I think did that's...
1: and then once I did, I was able to enjoy them a lot more. Yeah. I feel like this would be like a good collection for like a like, yeah, an like a class. class to read yeah. and discuss.
0: I get that. Like we did with double Especially like a school. creative writing class. Yeah. Like I took a course in uh, short stories back in college. Quite enjoyed that. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about in particular?
1: Not really. Um, I did enjoy this book. I would recommend this book. Uh, well, yeah, I, would I noticed this, that the I would recommend this book to certain types of readers.
0: I get that. Yeah, like if I did if notice reading that
1: the is limited to like what you can read on the beach. I don't know that you're going to enjoy it.
0: Okay. And I'm seeing here that uh, the author has a pretty. Oh wait, yeah, huh? That's interesting. It looks like uh, Shruti Swami wrote the introduction for a book called Always Coming Home by Ursula K. Le Guin. Hmm. Yeah, which is a pretty good get there. Yeah. And uh, she's got uh, some other novels uh, to her own name. So, yeah, this would definitely be somebody I'd be interested in, uh, like, seeking out more of her stuff.
1: She does have a novel out that's called Archer.
0: Yeah, the archer.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just... Hold on. I just found an interview from like two years ago. She grew up in America, and her parents grew up in Bombay in the 60s and 70s and then immigrated. Okay. So... But she was born and raised in the States.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense. I imagine she probably like went back to India at some point.
1: Yeah. The Indian families that I have known... Whether I have taught, you know, whether I have taught their children or I have, you know, known them, like, through other people, um, it's fairly common for them to visit family. Maybe not necessarily once a year, but to go for, like, a fairly long stretch of time at least once every couple years. Okay. Like, uh, I have a co-worker who is Indian, and she went back to India. Well, her father-in-law passed away, so she actually had to leave for her trip earlier. But she was in India yeah. for like two months this
0: year. Oh, that was another story. The one about the uh, the Laughers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like a performer who was like uh, trained in creating laughs. Yeah. And then like she's talking to her mom on the phone and the subject of like the professional mourners comes up. Yep. Yeah. That was something in another short story collection I read earlier this year. It was the short story collection, *Igifu* by Scholastic Mukasonga. Okay. Yeah, that it's got a story in there about a uh, a Rwandan immigrant who uh, has to travel back home for, I believe, her father's funeral, or or no, it's uh, she is unsure as to this, as to whether or not her family is still alive or not, and she receives word of it from the through the mail, but she doesn't like know. But that, that, that's where, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, A House is a Body, good book. Yeah. You got a, you, you said you just had this one book, so you you can just add that to the word total that you had.
1: Yeah, so my updated word total is 4,985,514 words. Which puts me at forty nine point five percent of my twenty one of my twenty twenty one word count.
0: Okay, we still got a good four months left to go. Yeah. And I uh, I read Man Without a Country, Three Streets and Doom, which totaled about a hundred and fifty thousand words. Mm-hmm. So my present word total is three million five hundred and twenty six thousand six hundred and thirty three, which is Rounds up to be about 80% of my 2021 word total. All right. Yeah. And I am just, uh, I think, seven books away from hitting my uh, book goal on Goodreads, That's which awesome. I think I'm going to pretty handily blow past. Yeah, I'm liking it. You got uh, your next book assignment ready for us?
1: Yes. Um, so the next time that we discuss a book that I issue for a challenge, It'll be right smack dab in the middle of October. Oh yeah, I thought it'd be good. That'd be a good time for like a creepy book. Sounds good. So we are going to be reading *Hex* by Thomas Old Helvet.
0: Ooh, I've got this book. Yeah, I'm looking. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh right. That's the one about the village with the witch. Yes. Yes, that'll be cool. That'll be a great one for Halloween.
1: I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of myself on picking this one. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I, that might meet my uh, fantasy requirement for the thing because that is a, one of the categories that I've just sort of uh, hadn't done yet.
1: Alrighty then.
0: Now, also, I would say to uh, the listeners that I'm putting uh, Masters of Doom down for biography on my bingo card.
1: Masters of Doom. Okay. How um, does that get? I looked at that. Yeah, so now you're one away from a bingo in two different places. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: cool. So that's another, that's a pretty efficient episode we got ourselves here. Yeah. I think especially with all the pillow talk. Uh, (sighs) Sorry about that. I'm going to work this evening to get this episode in the can. Uh, Before that, though, you want to let people know where they can find us?
1: Yeah, so you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Literally Club at Your Words Podcast. You can also find us on our website at YourWordsPodcast.com. And you can email us your recommendations, questions, or comments to YourWordsPodcast at gmail.com.
0: All right. And we hope you'll join us again in a couple of weeks for our big One Piece episode. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. And uh, so, as Elizabeth, I wish you and everybody else a uh, safe couple of weeks. Happy reading, and goodbye. Happy
1: reading.